0: You are now listening to the Purpose
1: Edits Podcast. You've got to be willing to be vulnerable. You have to have the ability to self-assess and not everybody
2: has the ability to self-assess. You don't necessarily have to like schools and be successful in school. You just have to know how to play the game that's messing with it and get through it.
1: Welcome to the Purpose Edits Podcast. This is a short yet powerful conversation designed to help you do three things that can ultimately change the trajectory of your life. One, discover your purpose. Two, walk in your purpose. And three, ultimately fulfill your purpose. I am your host, Coach Vic, and I'm joined as always by my lifelong friend, my brother, the educator, Dr. Shane Calhoun. Hey, what's up, Purpose Addicts? Listen, we got a special episode. We're going to start a little bit different. I know you're used to, uh, Shane, going down, what blew your mind, but I felt like this topic needed as much time as it possibly could have. Uh, today's topic is about fatherhood, and we've invited a couple of guests on the show. Uh, Vernon Lee and Shakoy Blunt are two men that are good friends, men who are active in their community, men who are educators, men who are coaches helping to improve and build up the community, especially Mm -hmm. our youth. Both are extremely talented, maybe even have some hidden talents that they might reveal on the show. Uh, and probably one of the more important things that I love to to mention about both of them is they're educated. They're great men, and their fathers who are actively involved in their families' lives. Please give a big round of applause to Vernon Lee and Shakoy Blunt. What up, fellas? What's up? What's
2: going on, fellas? Greetings, greetings,
3: greetings.
1: And it's good to have y'all on the show, man. I've been I've been trying to figure out the right topic, the right episode to get y'all on. And, and when this one got presented, I said, this is going to be a good one. So the way we're going to do this, man, you know, feel free to jump in. And, and if something move you in terms of the conversation that you want to, you want to touch on, I definitely want you to share that. Both of y'all got great insight. You're both fathers um, uh, as well as Shane and I. And so this is meant to be a, a conversation amongst men talking about a topic that we probably don't talk about enough. Right. So First and foremost, uh, Lee, I'm going to start with you. What does it mean to be a father to you?
4: Uh, for me, it's the greatest blessing. Um, I see myself as a provider, a nurturer. I'm just—I call myself <clears throat> the, the the GPS of my household,
0: mm. And, mm.
4: and I just like to use that to say I'm. I encourage my kids to make their own. Decisions and different things, but I'm still like if they're making a wrong turn, I, I voice. You know, I just, for me, <laughs> it, it's my my second opportunity to correct a lot of my wrongs. Man,
1: man that's dope. That's dope. Blunt. Same yes, question. sir. Father to you.
3: Uh man. You know, just to just to echo what what Lee said. You know, not everybody can be a father, so it is a blessing. It is a blessing, and we have to remember that, and that not everybody can be a father. Uh, to be a father, I'll, I'll put it to you in a couple of words. To be a father means to be a protector, provider, a leader, supporter, and a guider, to be a guide. Um, and if and, and I love the way Lee said, you know, he's the GPS of his house. Because as men and as fathers, we do need to lead. We do need to guide. We do need to support as well as we got to protect and provide.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, to your point about not everybody gets that, uh, that blessing to be a father. I, as you all know, am a stepfather, right? I don't have any biological kids. And, you know, there's a lot of views around that, you know, like uh, I've seen and heard guys talk about, well, I couldn't marry a woman. Who already had kids, and I just uh, think to myself like, "Hey, uh, first off, my dad met my mom already had my sister. Uh, so had he not made that decision, then I'm not here. You know what I mean? So you right, it, it it truly is a blessing. Uh, Shane, throw that question at you. What it mean to be a father? You probably have the youngest, I think, out of all of us.
2: Um, it's about. Giving, I think we talked about it on a prior episode, is about providing my kids everything that I didn't have. Right. It's not from a materialistic standpoint. It's setting my son up to to make what I have um, to see the world different than I did, to experience things differently to how I experienced it, and to set his path in a way that he wants it to be. Um, with my guidance and and that's going to set him up to be everything that he dreams about being and um, Mm -hmm. for me that's what it is just to provide it you know if I have if I have if I've earned $10 in my life he has to get to 30 two times and and it's my job to make sure that he gets there
1: that's dope that's dope let's do a favor uh, give it is a chance to give a shout out to the kids give names ages uh, what, what's your what's your child makeup, everybody? Shane, go ahead. How how old is Chris?
2: I got a bouncing baby boy, three years old.
3: Man, y'all remember? Congratulations! When three years old. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> uh, Blunt. Yeah, I got a I got a twenty year old college student, junior, up at FAMU. That's my daughter Leilani. It's my little cootie, firstborn. She's the one who who set me straight. She set me straight. Got my son, 15-year-old sophomore. He is not me. He is everything the opposite of me, and that is great. And when I say that, I I need everybody to understand that when we talk about giving our kids what we didn't have or providing Mm -hmm. for our kids and making sure they don't do some of the things that that we did, some of our pitfalls when we were younger – my son is excellent. I can't speak too much more about my son or my daughter. But now, Victor, I I, I got a question. I know we can't really go to Lee, but I got a question. Okay. We'll we'll circle back. So my my question, because you had talked about uh, fatherhood and not not being a biological father or right? having biological kids. So my question is, do you have to rear your own? Well, do you have to? make or biologically have your own kids to be a father
1: uh the simple answer is no and you know when my wife and i got together i didn't think twice about uh wanting to be a father to at that time her kids right we just met now uh my kid's father is involved in their life and he was always involved in their life and i went in um knowing that we were going to have to have conversations and we all were going to have to co-parent my kids as we talked to them we let them know that listen uh you're not in a bad situation your situation is just different and it might even be a blessing because you have four parents as opposed to other people who have two so no you don't have to biologically rear your own to be a father it's a matter of who you accept to father who you hold hold yourself responsible for and that's just it like I've always seen myself as I'm responsible for them and the sacrifices that I make on to make sure they got a better life so no you do not have to have them biologically that's a great question nobody's ever asked me that Lee get, tell us about your kids
4: uh, I have Brianna who's 17 uh, Vernon Jr. who's 13 neve 11 and Elliot is 8
1: man so
4: um, my man working. Working. <laughs> right yeah. now, working. Uh, and, uh, you know, yeah. my, my oldest, my oldest is happens to be a similar situation. Um, it's my um, child through, a daughter through marriage. And I think one of the things that, well, just when I first met my wife, um, she made it clear from the start, like, uh, I'm a package deal. And yep. she set the foundation right there. So if I wasn't ready for that, I wasn't going to be allowed in their household. Yep, yep. And it just, it came natural, man. Like, it just, for me, it came natural because you you find yourself, I don't know, you love something more than yourself almost. Yeah. Then when I looked into my first biological child's eyes, like, <laughs> it, it, I can't explain it.
0: <laughs> yeah.
4: I, I really can't, but it's just, for anybody who's not stepping up to the plate, being a father, I just I, I can't even rock with you because I can't relate to that.
1: Yeah, I have no love for you. And, and and again, we can we can speak freely on this. If you are a father and not stepping up, I don't care what the reason or the excuse is. I just have no sympathy for you. You find a yeah. way. That's just what you do. Um, you know, to the in staying on this topic, do I wish that? You know, did I did I have times where I wanted to look into? Uh, a child that was my flesh and blood's eyes. Yes. My wife and I both, you know, we talked about that. Um, we uh, we always leaned on, if it was God's plan for us to have kids together, then we would. The funny thing is when I'm out with my kids, we get people who say my kids, my son, especially looks like me. Mm-hmm. And, and we laugh because, you know, they don't know. And it's like, Oh, we do. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I can yeah. see it. I can see how he looked like me, you know? And so all the things I had to think about all the things that I wanted to have happened, like somebody to say, Oh, your son, he looked just like you. I still get all of those same experiences. Right. I get the same feeling and joy. That's yeah. dope. Uh, my kid, <clears throat> Naya, baby girl, uh, is 19 years old. Uh, in college right now, trying to figure out what she wanted to do with herself. And my son is 21, up in college at uh, University of Cincinnati. He is going into his senior year, Um, about to be that man that enters enters the world after education. So I think this walk, man, has been challenging. Here's a question for the group. Think about how you were raised and your observations of the world around parenting. How has parenting changed over time? And what are some of the old ways you hang on to versus how you evolved now to parent your kids? Anybody can take that one first.
2: Uh, yo, it feels like the world's wide open. Like the kids have access to so many things. Like right there at the palm of the hand. Like literally, if you have a cell phone, you can get on a X site. If, if you, you know what I'm saying? So now it's having to navigate those spaces where literally the kids have, they don't have to go far to find the drama. And it, it almost feels the same. My boy's three right now. So all he cares about is Mickey Mouse and, and Donald Duck and those things. But eventually he's going to grow up. And, and I think the difference will be Knowing that those things are really accessible to you, but teaching them how to not go down the path and what's right and what's wrong and what's healthy. You know what I'm saying? Like if you think about something like like sex, right, Um, you can go real spiritual and say, you know, God says, wait till marriage, yada, 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 yada. But something as simple as the as males, the distraction we get the first time we get that first piece like it it changes your whole world so you have to explain to him like son although sex in and of itself may not be bad is like do you want to open yourself to that right now you see what i'm saying so it's 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 for me i think parenting which was different you have to parent the stuff that that is literally right there in front of you while steering them in the right direction Mm -hmm. if that makes sense
1: it does it do. Anybody else thoughts on how it's changed? What are some of the old ways that you hang on to versus how you evolve now?
4: I guess I, w- I would say just to piggyback on what he said, I constantly get accused accused of in my household for having a double standard because I have two girls and two boys. And <laughs> just since he mentioned uh, sex as the topic, I think we live in a world right now, man, where as a Christian, yeah, you want to say abstinence, wait till marriage, but we have to be realistic about the demons and things that they face. And my wife hates the fact that I teach my kids the right ways to do the wrong things. <laughs> I love it. And I mean, I, I just she hates it, but I'm just adamant about it because <clears throat> I know myself. Everything I was told not to do, I had to figure out why I was being told not to do it.
3: Yeah, and then and go do I it. I
4: would yep. much rather them do. I, I'm gonna still say don't do it, but I got some beautiful kids. I'm realistic. I, I, I just want you to do it the right way because we struggling to feed y'all. Don't need nobody else coming up in here. Boy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel you on that. I have. <laughs> I always told my kids, I said, listen, everything that you're thinking about doing, everything that you might do and that you will do, we already did. Yeah, We done already did. And I understand it now why my parents said that to me, you know? So at least what I want you to do is understand this. the The world ain't going to protect you. They don't love you like I do. So whatever you do, I don't care if you kill somebody, come tell me because I'm going to protect you and I'm going to try to help you hide the body, right? The world is going to throw you to the wolves.
3: Yeah. Mhm. Now, Blake, okay. go ahead yeah, for me. <clears throat> for me, I mean, we just got to look at the times. Um again, you know, when I grew up, uh I'm 42 right now. Um so when I grew up, I mean, there there wasn't a cell phone. There there wasn't uh computers and and different systems. You know, it's like like I remember there were times where one person in the neighborhood had a guitar and all the kids would go over to their house. You know, just, just, just little things as far as the times. I think now we have more conveniences, hence the microwave. Um, you know, but for me, I hold on to the old school tradition of, of my son and my daughter are going to learn how to cook, mm. minus the microwave. My son and my daughter are going to learn how to, to make a meal from scratch that always doesn't include uh, measurements, taste it, eyeball it, you know, some of, the, some of the old school traditions that, you know, my mom, my aunts, and some of my mentors passed down to me, um, as well as when I was in school, in grade school, that was like the, the ending of capital punishment, Mm-hmm. Back in the day, you 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 get in trouble. You go to the principal's office. You get some wood. You get a paddle. What they called a paddle? Excuse me, they called a paddle. You get, <laughs> hey, you get, you get so a paddle. Great.
1: They was all in fraternities
3: and sororities. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I remember, you know, I was I was born in New York, came down to uh, St. Pete, raised in St. Pete when I was when I was like nine, and I remember getting in trouble. And this principal said, you know, this is a white male principal. And I, I grew up a little different, so this is a white male principal talking about he was gonna gonna paddle me for for my for my errors. Right. Nah, you ain't gonna touch me. Only person that touches me is my mom and my daddy. That's just what I was taught. So, like Victor, like you said, you know, we have to be our protectors because society will tell you one thing, and then they will turn their back or turn the other cheek when when that body needs to be uh, uh, disposed of, if you will. And and I know we're talking about bodies and all that. We we're not killers. <laughs> we're not killers. But uh, you know, parenting is just just different now. I mean, I don't see when I when I go to a store like a Walmart, and some of the disrespect that I see some of the kids yes. do with their parents, yeah. man, and their parents are okay with it. Their parents, are, oh oh, well, you need a timeout. uh, what okay i'm walking around the store with a bust lip crying
2: yep (laughs) yep and and i think uh similar to brunt i'm with that old school discipline like you don't like, walk in the room and don't and, and see an adult don't say good evening, good afternoon, yes sir, no sir. You you respect the room and you stay in the place of a child. Like we're not we're not we're not this new calling an adult hey or no it's excuse me sir. Like we, we don't do that.
1: Man, it bothers me. I hear kids say hey bro and they talking to an adult. An adult, yeah, yeah. Like, first time, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. first time. Let me get you together. School, no, that's a punch in the chest off rip. Like what?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. So you know, we, we kind of touched on this earlier, right? We talk about having okay. having female children versus male children, right? and raising them. How do you raise them right? And that conversation, the talk. I wanted to bring up some scenarios. and I would love to hear if you if you want to, how do you or how did you have the talk? Shane, I know you're not there. You can't chime in on this well, I,
2: I Actually, it's funny because when I was 12 years old, my daddy told me to get as much as you can, just make sure you wear a condom. And I listened. All right? I listened. I think what's going to be different with my boy is, and, and and um, I think Lee was talking about a double standard, yeah. I'm not accusing of him of it, but I think if we're going to be honest, we typically take a different tone with our sons and with our boys. And I think when I get to that point with my boy, I'm going to coach it just as if I was a girl, if I had a girl and I was coaching a girl. And I'm going to encourage him to stay away from it as long as he can, because at the end of the day, it's going to be there any way you like it however you want it, 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 it's going to be there. But if you stay focused on whatever it is you're trying to accomplish and what you're going to go, you can get it at a whole nother level. But if you get it down here, it's going to mess up that, that thing. So my my thing would be is I'm going to coach it just like I would try to do the girl, stay away from it. You, You don't need that right now. You don't need that pressure. You don't need that because daddy got it for you. You don't, you don't need it.
1: I think idealistically that sounds great. It sounds great. I mean, but I think a daughter and a son, especially as they get older and they develop, you want to coach them and lead them and parent them the same, but there's an element that you have to realize that these are two individuals, just two different personalities. They, they own unique people as well as the things that females think about encounter and endure versus what guys is so stark different at times that you have to treat them different. I yeah. mean, the running joke is like I raised my daughter to keep her off the pole, like Chris Rock said, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't have that same. You know, I think with my son. Well,
3: yeah. well, here's here's one of the things it's about it's about relatability. Thank you. So yeah. a man to a son can can relate to those urges and temptations. Uh, a father to a daughter, you you can't really relate to what's going on inside t- of them, but you give it to them as a, as the perspective of a male. Hey, when you wear this, there's guys that are going to think this. When you say this, when you blow those kisses, when you stick your tongue out, this is what they're looking for, because I did. Your daddy did. So for me, when when I had to talk with... And and you know, as a as a father, a good father continuously has that talk. There's there's no age too young in my eyes, and you're not too old. When I had to talk with with my daughter, um, I pretty much told her how I was, and what I was looking for.
1: How much detail did you give? And I say that <laughs> I say that because, sorry, sorry. right? We talk about giving our daughters the game, right? I got to give my daughter the game. Yeah. If I sugarcoat this, she's not going to forget what it's like until she get out there in the world. She'll be like, "This ain't nothing like what my daddy
3: said." Yeah. How much so, game you
0: know,
3: did you give her I gave my daughter all the game that I have. So she she has it and she knows what to look for and she knows how to to uh navigate through the uh the bs cloud Mm. and i think as as a father to a daughter you know you you need to get your daughter to understand how to navigate through the bs you know how to navigate through uh that that first boy that likes her and now she's walking around the house on cloud 9 and i told my daughter i said look here's the here's the issue here's my only problem there's going to be a time when that boy say he don't like you no more and now that's when i'm going to have to get upset because cuz some man hurt my baby girl i got to come so now just like just like what what Shane said is like hey you know what you don't need that distraction right now focus Everybody might have a boyfriend. Uh, everybody might have that prom date and all. You don't need that. You're good. Focus on your academics. Focus, because they're going to come. Just like recruiting. Shane and I was talking about recruiting. And an athlete, it don't matter if you at a big school or a small school. They're going to find you. So for my daughter, I tell her to game. My son, we talk about relatability. I want to know what he likes. I, you know, we, we'll be walking around. I'm like, hey, son, you like that? Daddy, like, because I, I just, I just, I just want to know, like, what he sees, what his desires are, so I can be like, okay, all right, all right, and and I, I tell my 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 son and my daughter to do their best to find a partner, a partner that resembles their dad and their mother, hmm. and in those values. Lee,
1: you got daughters, you got sons. Jump in. What's your thoughts on this? Having the talk.
4: I mean, I just, just pretty much piggybacking on a lot of what has already been stated. On um, Myself, I was a decent athlete coming up, and I know what was engraved in me as a child. Well, I ain't going to necessarily say a child, a young man. My father wasn't present, so I had uncles and other individuals that were mentors who would encourage that activity. So because of what I was exposed to or what I was encouraged to do as a young man, I know exactly what other young men want to do, so when I have that talk, it's without even realizing it, it's a double standard because I'm protecting her from what I used to be, mm-hmm. and I know I used to do and what do to young ladies, and it wasn't anything malicious. Like I went crazy, when kill killer, but I was there for one purpose: get mines, and everything else that happened after that, I really care less. And just to be, and talk about evolution and time and different things, some, some of these just that they were, they, they were real roofing because <laughs> the, the respect factor, like, I had a young man, my oldest daughter is interested, and she's dating, and you know, even though we were bad per se, we still respected our elders. It's just come in, not like it. <laughs> Like they like they pay the mortgage. Like they like they walk by in places. Don't even not man. Uh nah, you can't you can't date my because if you can't even respect the authoritative figure in the place, I know you can't respect.
1: Hmm hmm hmm. I remember when my daughter said that she wanted to date. We my wife and I set set the rule, and I think that that's important too. Is that both parents set the standards, come to an agreement right. around parenting the kids, especially when it gets to that age. So dating, we said sixteen. 16 my daughter gets to like 15 and three quarters and some little boy come come sniffing around i say i want to see his report card i'm yeah. mm-hmm. gonna go out on a date i say send me his report card how he gonna send you a report card i say everything online right send me a screenshot if his grades ain't up he can't date my daughter my daughter ain't gonna date no dummies look i mean yep. blunt you and I, I don't know if you remember we started talking and planning about our daughters getting to the the age of dating. And we said, look, when prom come around, I'm going to come to your house on the day that he's going to come. You leave the back door open. I'm going to dress in all black. You go upstairs, leave him downstairs. I'm going to come in the back, and I'm going to confront him right there and tell him, hey, if she don't come back in the piece that you took her out in, it's going to be some problems and disappear like I wasn't there. That was the plan, which I'm still okay with. We can do that still to this day. I'm I am ready.
3: And see that 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 right there, uh, that's what it means. That's the meaning of it. Takes a village, right? You know, there's there's several several uh, movies that have that scene, right? That scene in Bad Boys, uh, that scene in in uh, A Den of Thieves. Um, you know, when that when that boy comes over to pick up the daughter. Um, and it really does take a village. And, you know, again, it's like when we talk about fatherhood and we talk about disrespect and we talked about the times being different. Like, I remember there was a time where informa- don't let the information get back to your home.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Don't, don't let, don't let Miss Jackson over here that know your mama, you know, tell her what she was doing, what he was doing, or, or, or that she was disrespectful. You know, so I think I think those are those are where we're different now. But again, it does take a village to uh, raise our hey,
4: youth. On that note on that right now, that's that question. In, in today's society where the world's so corrupt and you really can't trust people with your kids. Where exactly.
3: do you find that village? Say, so where do so you, where find you find that village? I'll attempt to answer that question. You find that village with with who you have around you. Again, as, as being the man and the GPS, the, the the system, the leader of your house, you bring the right people and the wrong people around, around your children, around your family. So Victor is a stand-up guy. Victor and I, we had that conversation. Hey, when our daughter's prom, boom, 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 this was going to happen. Some of my mm-hmm. other friends, we have that. And you're absolutely correct. I can't. Depend on any and everybody hell that you know miss jackson and miss willie they a little something different today yeah, different. they they different today miss miss jackson is on something different now nowadays and we ain't even going to talk about willie man willie man you don't run hurry up get by that house and that's that's these days and age. um so you you pick your village your family members that you want to be around them we all know our The family members that are that are good role models. And we know the ones that aren't so good role models. So you pick your village, you create your village.
1: Yeah, totally agree. You know, I I heard Grant Cardone and I love this quote. He said, Your network is your net worth. And I've always thought that I'm not gonna be able to give my kids everything, especially all the things that I wanna give them, but I know somebody. I know somebody who can get you information, you know, especially like when my kids were approaching college or college age and they're considering, do I go to college? One of the newer things that I had to come to grips with was you don't have to go to college to get in the career field and find a good job. Do what you want. You don't always have to get a degree. The, the career fields that my kids chose, they could have gone the certification route or they could have gone to college. I wasn't educated in those fields. But what I did do was ask my network, hey, who is in this field? Can you talk to my kids? And here's what I want. And I want to be there because I want to learn myself so that when we go back to the house, we can talk through the pros and cons of these life decisions. And what I was thinking was long term, I want my kids to see me as a resource, not as just a best friend, not as just a parent. I wanted to be a hybrid that you could come to me and say, hey, listen, if you don't know it, who do you know that could help me to get this information so that I can learn? And we'll work together because again, I'm thinking about down the road when they face with that difficult decision, are they gonna come to me when they in trouble? And I want that answer to always be yes. Always be yes. Man, this good combo, man. I sure appreciate y'all. Let me let me ask you this. Uh we are all coaches and have been uh in coaching settings. Um how do you cultivate the strengths and talents of your kids as they mature? And I'm not just talking sports. I'm just saying strengths and talents of your kids. How do you cultivate that? How do you nurture it? What do you, what do, you do? What's your place, your role? Shane, you got any thoughts being the youngest?
2: I'm not there yet because um, my boy is still very, very young. But I hope that um, I want to be supportive of whatever it is he picks up and tries to do. Um, I will always be supportive. The only thing I would say is that once you start something, you ain't going to quit until it's finished. So finish the season or finish the season or whatever it is, and then we'll move on to the next thing if you're not interested. But um, my goal as a parent um, will be to take interest in whatever he takes interest in and and to be supportive. You know, like, um, sounds crazy. If he came to me tomorrow and said, I want to be a ballerina. Shit. Son, okay <laughs> i right. let's check out the mail circuit and see how it's swing. You know what I'm saying like you know, but i mean that that that's what you know if that's your interest, you' be the best at whatever it is you tell me that you're gonna be. I hope it's football, I hope it's music, I hope it's basketball, I hope it's baby tennis. But you know, whatever it is, we're gonna do our best to support you. <laughs>
1: Listen, man, we gotta go down that path. I'm sorry, you know, your, your your male son comes to you, uh, wanting to do something that is, uh, historically seen as feminine, uh, and vice versa. Your daughter comes to you wanting to do something and is interested in something that is, uh, historically seen as masculine. How do you how do you handle that?
2: that's a whole cultural grenade of it it's a cultural grenade Um, the best yeah. thing I can say is this is what we do in this house mm-hmm. if you are in this house this is what will happen once you out this house do whatever you want to do as long as you ain't got my money but in this house this is how this thing swang and that's it Fellas, help me out here.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So so, uh, (laughs) I I believe every father that had every father at some point in time time has that has that thought. Like, what do I do if and when? And for me, it's it's just understanding one. All right. Whatever my son or whatever my daughter wants to do, they got to be the best at it. They gotta be the best at it. If my son says he wants to take up ballerina, baller whatever it is called, dancing, right? Uh hey, Vic, who you know that, that do that? Yeah, me. Shane, you know. <laughs> hey, hey Lee, you know somebody that, that that do ballerina dancing? I need some males, some strong males. Strong males. Some manly males. Yes. Because they're they are out there. They they are out there. Um, same thing when it comes to to uh you know, my daughter. You know, it's like, hey, okay, you you wanna you wanna be a, a, a I don't know a foreman. Okay, cool. I mean, historically that's a, a male position, but why not? You know, same thing with with being a, a ballerina. And maybe ballerina is just a, a feminine word, and yeah. I don't know the the male word. Maybe it's ballerino. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's but, an uh, extreme.
1: I mean, yeah, I, tell, yeah. I tell you where you see it more. <laughs> I tell you where you see it more—at least I've seen out of society—men being nurses as opposed to doctors.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. that's where you see people get a side eye for whatever reason. Yeah,
3: yeah. But I do, I do look, man. As fathers, we have to have those difficult conversations early with our kids um, when it when it comes to. Uh, sexuality and sexual identity—we have to have the, those conversations early, and that's why I'm a firm believer. Like, I want to know what you see. Like, hey, you like that? Even my daughter, hey, you like him? Nope, he too—he too short. That wasn't a pun at you, Shane. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Never met you, don't really know your height, but uh you know. But again, it, it's just—it's just those things. You just really got to know what your kids you know like and what they dislike and and just go from there And when you're up against the trouble you just got to meet it squarely face to face and there it is uh blunt you was right it is uh the equivalent for male
2: is ballerino oh we educated on this thing now we educated yeah <laughs> I thought he
1: made it up, because he uh, makes a, a lot, lot, lot of words. He <laughs> says a lot of stuff all the time, and I'm like, that ain't a real word, but we just going to go
3: with it. But it yeah. works. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, let, let's think about it. Who made up words, right? Who made up words? There was somebody who told that person, that ain't no word. So, so why are my friends telling me that, that the <laughs> word that I create isn't a word when you know exactly what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or hey. testing my knowledge, man, like, it was just, just don't ask me to spell it.
4: Right there, that's an example right now of uh, uh, how we progressed in time. You know, We used to just have to take your word at face value back in the day. He went and Googled it. Yeah, Exactly.
2: Yeah. 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 And it's another example of a village. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. I'm taking care of my brother to make sure that we all, you know what I'm saying? Um, good, good stuff, man.
1: You gave him permission to go out and use that word again. Now, yeah.
3: gonna, confidence, five more examples. confidence. Hey, sir, you want to be a ballerino? <laughs> <laughs> man, we don't use that word as ballerino. It ain't no ballerina. Ballerino. You're a male. Ballerino.
1: Let me make sure you are politically correct. All right. Here's, here's another scenario to throw at you. And it's a topic that troubles my spirit this at this point in life, because of how I was raised the topic of bullying. uh, I recognize that because of social media and because of technology and how it's advanced kids have more access to one another, other than just their interactions in school or somebody coming over um, to the house. Uh, Bullying growing up for us was equivalent to the dozens. You know, y- y- your mama jokes. Uh, <laughs> you get the, you get the, you know, on the playground, somebody want to fight, right? And you you got to either, you know, talk with your hands or, or get them hands. Um, but nowadays, kids, in terms of bullying, um, they don't respond or see bullying the same way that I did. And I'm curious your thoughts on how do you coach your kids up to respond to bullying?
2: Um, words hurt, but words don't matter. Words hurt, but words don't matter. So people can say whatever they want to say. You ever feel threatened? Whoop ass, and we'll deal with it later. That, that's just that now. If you come and tell me, Daddy, I felt threatened because he called me a bozo. No. No, son. But if you feel threatened because he picked up a pencil and came towards you or you feel threatened because he mushed you, that's a different conversation. So now at that point, you have daddy permission to bust heads. But words, words hurt, but they don't matter. Like they can say whatever they want to say, but you make sure that if you feel threatened to a point like something's physically going to happen to yourself, to you, your body, yourself, your whatever, you do whatever you have to do to protect yourself.
1: Uh just at, while we're on the topic of educating for our younger audience as well as those who aren't from Florida or lived in Florida long enough, a mush is when someone <laughs> takes their hand disrespectfully <laughs> places it on your face and pushes you at a distance that is uncomfortable and uncomfortable. embarrassing.
2: <laughs> Carry on. Yeah. No, no. Um, and, and it's the same thing with feeling disrespected. Like, you could, like, for instance, in ninth grade, I got in a fight because a young man was standing in the way of a trash can and I wanted to go that way. So we persisted in moving him out the way. I could have said, all right, I'm just going to go the other way. And it, it's it's going to be that line that, we, that I would like to teach my kid that, like, you don't have to be reactionary, but you do have to defend yourself.
1: But at what point do you also say, and this is for me with my daughter, but especially with my son, as a man, you're going to respect me. If I want to go here and you are deliberately trying to cause a scene, create a problem, then sometimes I need to give you what you want. I need to give you what you're asking for. That might not be the right way to handle it, but that's also how I was raised and that's also how it helped me to navigate the, the, the
2: testosterone of uh, uh, male interactions? 20-year-old Shane, definitely. 36-year-old Shane, is it worth it? I it,
1: it, So I'm torn. I, I understand that you <laughs> mature, right? And you have to make better decisions than when you were younger, right? But I also see some value in losing a fight.
2: Um, but but that, that's the game. Vic. And it goes back to what I said. My approach from the beginning is to teach my son in a way that I wasn't taught. You know, the same man that told me get as much as you can is also the same man that told me to whoop ass whenever necessary. You see what I'm saying? So Whenever necessary. Whenever necessary. So to me, his line is necessary might be somebody looking at you. My line is physically, physically does something to you because I there, there's going to come a time where it's not in your best interest to react. True. So the safer you can be or the better you can be at not letting the little things or being very picky about what you react to will save your life. Like imagine you get pulled over by a cop. My my little black boy gets pulled over by a cop and that cop calls him boy mm. or or nudges him. In a, you you want to react to that? Because now you're going to be George Floyd, son. You know what I'm saying? So you have to find that boundary really between okay, what's worth the battle and what's worth fighting, fellas. How do y'all think about what do y'all think about
3: this? Bullying, bullying is is broad, man. Like you know, yeah. I would I would first you know like to attempt to uh, define what bullying is because in the neighborhood that I grew up in, like if you new to the neighborhood, you're gonna have to fight somebody, and it's not it's it wasn't <laughs> bullying. It was just that's what culturally we did in our neighborhood. It was like a like, housewarming party. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we, hey, we got a new kid. Let's see, who we can fight. And, and I guess that's how we, we formulate our our, our basketball teams and our football teams. Because if, but again, you know what I what I tell my kids, the kids that I coach in my own, is is don't get pumped. Don't get pumped. And, and one thing I always tell and victor victor no no, I always say this it ain't gonna be no easy win yes, you you may whip me, but you ain't you yes, it is not gonna be an easy win we you we're not gonna revisit this again, you're not gonna watch it it's gonna be a long ride boss. It. yeah <laughs> but i but I do agree that you know again <clears throat> uh you know, my kids have never come home and said they got called a name. I tell my kids, it's a three-strike rule. First thing somebody disrespects you or said, says something to you, tell an adult. So if they're in school, tell a teacher. The second time, and then you tell that person they need to stop. The second time, tell a teacher again. Let the teacher know the consequences that you are going to have to do if they continue with that behavior. And then you tell that person again to stop. That third time, bust them right in their nose make them think about it
2: Bro, and, and let you...
3: daddy let daddy come and deal with and deal with it the administration and everything else because Bro, now you... if... oh, sorry my bad well, because because it because now and this has happened this has happened I can tell you a story where my son just just body slammed you know a kid and I I saw it and I was like yeah yeah boy! <laughs> you know and then you know going to sit down you know with with the uh yeah. With the administration, at the end of the day, it's the administration's fault. Because they know my son. Mm-hmm. You know, my son isn't the aggressor. He's not the aggressor. So if my son or my daughter does anything, it was provoked and they tried to talk to you and let them know. Mm-hmm. Bro, what do you view as
2: disrespect? Cause I'm I'm interested. That line may, line may be a little bit different to me than it is you. It may be different five years for me. So what what do you you personally as disrespect?
3: You know that's a that's a great question. I think disrespect means something different to everybody. To me, in short, disrespect is is if you know me and you know what I don't like and you do what I don't like, then you disrespecting me. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know what I mean? If you don't know me and you don't know how I am, you're not disrespecting me. Mm. You just don't know me. So I got to get you to understand. And after you know, I tell you, yeah, yeah, yeah. now you know. Let's not do it again. Yeah.
1: That that make a lot of sense.
3: <laughs> you know, like I remember uh, you know that scene in and do the right things you you stepped on my shoes there was a lot of fights i mean serious fights growing up in my neighborhood in in south saint pete where somebody wore some brand new shoes and you they shoes got stepped on and it's like is that really disrespect that was an accident did they do it on purpose now i've been around some people that did some things on purpose like i'm gonna step on your shoes just to do it i want to see your reaction Versus, oh, I'm sorry. So if you don't apologize, then then I think that's uh that's the beginning of disrespect. Right. right. What do you think, Lee?
4: Uh, just what he said. Um, If we have a relationship established mm-hmm. already, anything that you do that you know is going to disrupt my peace, that's disrespect. Mm-hmm.
3: Anything
4: you're going to, you know, if you don't know me, once I bring it to your attention, I mean, common courtesy is just to apologize and we can move on. But if, if, if you know, you want to be that guy, there's a remedy for that too.
1: And, and don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't, I did not, and I still don't advocate for my kids to, to just, you know, pop off the handle. Right. I just wanted my kids to be confident in who they are and to yep. be willing to defend what they believe. I understand that the world is more gray, and it's more complex than anything. And we talk through the different scenarios, right? Because as my kids get got to be 18, I said to them, and, I, and my son is the oldest, I said, listen, you got to be conscious of decisions that you make. You got to play chess, not checkers. Because if you mess up at, 18 you're considered an adult by the law they're not gonna call me when they arrest you and they taking you to big people jail you're not going to juvenile you're going to go be with the men the grown men they don't see you as a child so you got to be smart about your decisions like if you get pulled over by the cops Here's the checklist, which I hate that as Black people, we have to go through the checklist, right? Now, don't get me wrong. I've talked with some, some some white friends and colleagues and what have you. They say that they give their kids a checklist too, but that checklist looks very different than our checklist, right? The things we think about is very different in the same scenarios. And I explained that to my kids. We had to explain with, with interracial dating, you want to date someone of a different race. Here's some things you got to think about down the road, play chess, not checkers. There's just some things that he or she of a different race will not be able to ever relate to you and understand. And that could cause friction. That could cause or create a scenario that you have to figure out how to navigate that could e- easily make your life much harder or it could make it much easier. <laughs> You fall in love with whoever you fall in love, but at the end of the day, think a couple steps ahead. And we were kids. We understand you. You're going to enjoy and live in the moment, right? That's, that's what we do. But I hope that as my kids mature, I have some sort of involvement in in or I hope that my voice is somewhere in their head and in their spirit as they're thinking about some of these decisions that could change their life. Here's a good question. I don't know if it's a good one, but here's a question. How did having kids impact your marriage or your relationship? How did having kids impact your marriage and or relationship?
3: I'm going to go ahead and start it off. If, if, If you will, I'll go ahead and start it off. Before my kid, my wife, and I Girlfriend at the time was able to do whatever we wanted to do, when we wanted to do it, how we wanted to do it. When the baby girl comes in, a lot of things change. A lot of things change. Um, you you have to, just a lot, a lot of things change. I, I don't want to <laughs> <laughs> get too too far into it, but... You know, give us the game. Bro. Give us the game, well, well, bro. I, I'll just say it because I because I said because I said I wanted to say I'll just say it. You know, the again, you know, before <laughs> before you get a child, you know, the 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 sexual activity that you and your your wife have inside your bedroom it, it changes. You know, that's something that you know as a male we have to understand that the the woman the female just went through a major change in their body. Now, as a male, we look at it as, oh, wow, that's beautiful. I like it. I love it. Oh, you know, and then when when it's done, you know, you 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 wait your six weeks, you know, if, if that's what it's it's uh, <laughs> if that's what's uh, uh prescribed, and you, as a man or or for me, let me speak for me, I want things to go back to where it was, but you can't, you know, and and I think now since you know i would i would say uh almost well yeah 20 years later you know my wife and relationship like she's my girlfriend again we're dating again you know what i mean like my son my daughter's at the house my son is 15 he's he's self sufficient now you know what i mean so now i can date my wife again i have my girlfriend back and i think that's one of the biggest things that as a man being a father could could cause some conflict. So I would I would tell all fathers be patient because there will be a day when when that when that you know youngest one is an empty nester and uh, you get the you get your house back. You That's all I say. Back. You get your house back.
1: Man, that's funny. Um, you know, I'm at that stage where my kids are basically out of the house. They, they independent and you write, you know, when your kids are young and they're not as self-sufficient, man, it 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 becomes your focus. But I remember I remember the day it was a Saturday morning. My kids had to be like 10, 11 ish. And I got up thinking, all right, I got to make them some breakfast, you know, get them going. I go in uh, go into the kitchen and I go, what do y'all want for breakfast? And they look at me and go, we already ate. I'm thinking to myself, what you mean you already ate? We already ate. We we made breakfast. What did you make, right? Now I'm going to investigate mode. And at the same time, I'm now looking around the kitchen in the house to see what's towed up, what's on fire, you know, what's burning down. We cook. We cook some waffles. You you cook some waffles where? Microwave. Yeah, and everything. And y'all all right? Y'all got on clothes. Why do y'all have on clothes? Well, we got up and got dressed. We put on clothes. You did that yourself. The day that your kids become independent, self-sufficient, is the first light at the end of the tunnel. Because mm-hmm. they continue to get independent. But now, here's what my wife and I are, I won't say struggling with, but we are realizing your kids will always be your kids, and they will always need you, and you will always see them as your babies. But they need you different as an adult. And one of the hardest realizations is You raise them to think for themselves and to be self-sufficient. And so as they get older and they stop needing you the way that they needed you for 18, 19 years is a culture shock to you as a parent. You're like, they don't need me anymore. And some parents struggle with that. They go through almost like PTSD, right? They're fighting to hang on to their baby. I don't want you to go yet. You needed me in this way and you don't need me now. So trying to identify how they need you now as an adult one of the biggest challenges we're figuring it out but it is a struggle it is a struggle
2: i go through that a lot as a teacher especially being a teacher at a very small school with some of my kids i've been teaching since they was in sixth grade and um it's it's an interesting space let's just say that you know because i believe very 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 huge i believe in that village so as a male black teacher who teaches little black kids, I I I try my very best to be a part of that village. And um it, it is an interesting journey when you watch them mature and you see that they need your advice and your guidance
3: differently.
1: Yeah. Uh I got one last question out of the
3: Oh, go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah. So just the I just had this situation just yesterday, Vic my son comes down. I'm, you know, I'm a teacher, so I'm remote. I'm in my class. Next thing I know, my son has a little off period. He comes down. I hear pots and pans and got the whole kitchen smelling good. I'm like, okay, son, what you got going on? And he's telling me, I'm like, all right. And then I get up and I go, look, and it's only one portion. It's it's only to be for you. <laughs> yeah so so and and what i told my son i said hey man i didn't i didn't raise you to be selfish when when i cook i cook for your mama and you right when your mama cooks she cooks for you and, and her right so when you cook you're only gonna cook for you and you ain't pay for none of your groceries come on man go ahead and put another egg in there go ahead and do what you gotta do and i think that's some of the things that you know just just for me that uh You know, it happens. But at the same time, you know, my daughter calling me um, just last week asking for advice when it comes to a teacher, a teacher-student relationship. Like that just, it was just warming on the inside because that's what you want. You want your kids to come to you and ask those, those questions and be like, hey, dad, how do I deal with this? Or, hey, here's what's going on. So I embrace it. I love it.
1: Yeah, you know, when, when kids sometimes they cross a line with us, um, and you know, I think it's important to let them know that you know, crossing those lines gets them a full scholarship to them hands, university, you know, especially <laughs> as they get older. Um, yeah, they can definitely catch them hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, here's a question last question I got for everybody. Um, you know, we are fathers, we are involved in our households in our communities but how do you get me time in the midst of all of that how do you get me time in the midst of all of that by the looks on your faces it look like y'all not getting me time (laughs) well
3: I'm, i'm just not trying to be the first one to speak the whole time and and the crazy thing about it man like Bro, my wife and I just had this conversation. I just had this conversation with my mother-in-law. I have this conversation with you know people on a daily basis. How you doing, Vic? You know, I always say there's 24 hours in a day. At least take one of those hours out of 24 just for you. When you when you look at cell phones. You have to turn off your cell phone or put your cell phone down and put it on a charger so it can recharge, so it can refresh. Mm. And that's what we have to do. We have to do a better job, especially as men. Especially as men, because we can go from sun up to sundown and keep going even in the dark. But as men, we have to take, take, I would say, at least an hour to, and to meditate, just to be within.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I had to learn how to to do that, how to force myself to get me time, especially when you accept early on the mentality that I'm living to make sure that my family is taken care of. So I'll get me time down the road. And it's something that we deprioritize and we put off and then we continue to put it off and we continue to put it off until it's too late. Um, and then it takes life from us. Um, so, you know, doing stuff like this, doing the show, this is this is great me time for me. Uh, training kids, believe it or not, is me time because I can go out in the field, be sweaty, be hot, be running around, and nobody else in my household wants to do that. You know, I might be with other people, but that's me time. And I think that that's important.
3: Hey, what we family, have to do is understand... Family my bad what we have to do we have to understand that that me time is actually biblical think about the creation think about what happened on that seventh day isn't that me time right so so that's good we we have to we have to because if if the creator did then why can't we yeah and it's hard and it's hard for some people to especially if you got young kids Shane, you said your 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 son is three years old, so it's really hard. I'm going through it bro. as a as a father. You have to take the kids away from your wife so that she can have me time. Mm. Because as a male, we can always find me time, especially yeah. earlier on. But that that woman, that mother they they're a little different. They want to be, you know, there the the whole entire time. So we you have to find that that me time. I have to.
2: Yeah, I think um blunt man, you got some great points, brother. I feel like I've been knowing you for a long uh, for a long time, brother. Um uh, but sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um I think that me time at this point in life I'm struggling with because Um, two two factors that play into it. I'm so ingrained in my career and my profession and I have so much going on that before and I take enjoyment in it. So before I even get to me time, I really have to focus on quality family time. You know what I'm saying? So when... When I'm away from the job, like how much time is my son really getting of me like like yesterday right i was uh i left we we uh, we practiced we got out of school at three I left school at four thirty. I was watching film up until about four thirty from four thirty to about nine ten i was in the uh I got home chilled I went back out to the grocery store and about nine ten I looked around and I said, this is the longest I've gone without watching film in a month." <laughs> this is the longest I've gone without doing anything basketball related in about a month. And it just made me realize that like, golly, I wonder what have I been like at the house? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Has my son really got um, the time? Has my wife really, now my wife gets the time because on the weekends I take the boy and we just go. And I just, you know, I try my best to give her a time, but is that what she needs? Maybe her time is me sitting in the living room, just looking at her, like, we just looking at each other. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, although you're 100% right about that me time and it's necessary, right now I'm more so struggling with that family time to making sure that they get in the same thing that everybody else and everybody else's kids is getting from me.
3: Adults. You know, uh, Shane, I, I'll just tell you, you know, for me, man, you know, uh I had my kids early, uh, started coaching started raising other people's kids. And, you know, that quality family time was uh, eluding me. And it wasn't until I had to, to take something off of my plate Mm. to where I was really able to have that quality family time to get that, that time back that I missed with my wife, that one-on-one time that I missed with, with, you know, both of my kids as well as that one-on-one time for me. Um, Again, it's 24 hours in a day, mm. and you got to You got to look at your day. You got to look at your schedule. Like, you know, I was Vic. Could tell you, we we film junkies. We're looking at film. We calling each other late at night. Man, did you see this? Man, this is what happened. And yeah. there's more time Vic calling me, telling me that a defensive lineman ain't do what they supposed to do. That hung <laughs> the DB they out. Didn't. Of the drive. That's because they if, did. You the first line of defense. We the
1: last.
3: Hey, do your job. Cover. Just cover. That's, <laughs> do your job. Cover. That's it. That's all y'all got to do. That's um, all y'all got to do. Y'all no, walk but, uh, three
1: steps and talking about it's hard.
3: <laughs> so, so again, that's the banter that that Vic and I have. Um, when you take on so many hats, when you have so many hats, when you're when you're a father, that's a hat. That's a role. Um, when you, you're a husband, that's a hat. That's a role. Uh, being a, an employee, being a teacher, a mentor, um, any and everything that you do, those are different hats. So again, I, I always try to tell everybody, where's your hat? What's the hat that that you put on? If it's, like Victor said, if, if your me time is going to the gym, if your me time is is uh, watching football, if you, whatever your me time is, have your me time but but make sure that you take care of everything else before you get to me. Yeah. So you won't be living selfishly.
2: Gotcha.
1: A word you have to learn to love and appreciate is and use is no. You have mm. to learn how to use no, and for all of us um, and just so our audience knows Lee had to step away uh, as we are recording this episode. Lee was actually in between. Uh, going to games for his kids. Uh, they play basketball. Um, so we talk about being involved in parents' lives. Uh, Lee is a coach um, to, to a sports team as well as to his kids, and he had to step away to go back and coach. He, so we thank you, Lee, for, for your time. Um, it, for us, our spirit and our purpose in life that we realize is to help and to give back to others, to help them improve their lives. And a challenge for all of us is, and I'd like to speak for all of us in this case, is no becomes hard because it fights against our core. When someone comes to us in need, a a child, um, um, the community, something of significance, it is hard to say no, but we have to learn how to prioritize family. And to your point, Blunt, about there's 24 hours in a day and figuring out how to use it, I think it's something that I had to learn was that was figuring out how to use that 24 hour clock. And then within that, communicate my intentions with my wife and with my family about how I'd like to use it based on the things that I'd like to get involved in. And I think that that speaks to how important communication is in a relationship. And it's not that our wives don't don't see that in us and don't know that we want to help and help as many people as we can. They just want us to prioritize them higher on that list and keep them high on that list while we're doing all of those things. Yeah. Because if we give too much of ourselves to other people, we will have nothing to give to them and they need us more than any anything, our wives and our kids. So it is a challenge. It is a struggle, but I get it. I get it. Hey, what's up, Purpose Addicts? It's Coach Vic. Hey, listen, I got a couple questions for you. Do you or someone you know have a really dope brand or business but need help getting the word out? Or maybe you sell a product that people need or host a podcast that could really take off if you could just increase the foot traffic? Well, you're in luck. Shane and I would like to use our show Purpose Addicts to help you do just that. Listen, man, all my years in sales taught me a really important lesson when it comes to growing a business as an advertiser. You should be interested in doing one thing, putting what you do in front of the highest number of eyeballs possible. One of the best ways to capture a lot of attention is buying ad space on existing platforms with an established audience like our show Purpose Addicts. You can now purchase ad space through us that will air during as many episodes as you want. It can either be at the start of the show to grab the audience's attention in the middle of the conversation while everybody is deep in thought or at the end of an episode, making sure their last impression is on Y-O-U. Just send us an email at purposeaddicts02 at gmail.com. Again, that's purposeaddicts02 at gmail.com with the subject line ad space to request more details about our offers. Or you can contact us directly through social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Purpose Addicts. And while you're at it, Visit our YouTube channel to see clips and full episodes of the show. Here's where you can leave comments about our content and tell us what you need to help you walk in your purpose. And don't forget to like, subscribe and share what we're doing. It costs you zero dollars to show support. Yeah, I know that's a shameless plug. But so what? Listen, in all seriousness, I do want you to think about this. If you have ads airing on our show, as our audience grows, so does yours. So why not partner up with us to let everyone know how being dope is in your DNA? Our audience of addicts is looking for exactly what you have to offer. They just don't know it exists yet. Grab ad space today and tell the world what you do best. Now go live life on purpose. So uh,
3: looking at looking at your questions, Vic. You know, I'm I'm looking at it and I'm looking at a topic of, of fatherhood. But before we get to fatherhood, we got to talk about being a man, right? And we got to talk about what what being a man means. So uh, I know we're we're in closing, but I just wanted to uh, share something that I uh, thought about this morning. Be that ideal man. Be that ideal man. Man of integrity, dependable, Mm. Mm. that can empathize, that's accountable, and that's loyal be Mm. the ideal man and when we all can be the ideal man we'll walk in confidence Mm. and and we will model to other men young and old how to be the ideal man
1: yeah that's good um when you said that blunt it made me think about heard t i say this and i a while back but i've tried to think about this Uh, intentionally, and that's be a man of consequence. Be a man, be a person of consequence, because I think that it helps to shape and mold your decisions that you make. It forces you to think a couple steps ahead when you are a man of consequence. You think about everything you do before you do it. Men of consequence tend to make better decisions. They tend to uh, exhibit the ideal man's philosophy, like you described. So, I agree with you on that.
2: Mm. Another, for me, another branch of that is, especially for young people, be the man that you needed. Mm. And that's not not to say that you know my daddy didn't do a good job or whatever, whatever. But there was things that I needed now in retrospects that I didn't get. Yeah. And and had I got it, you know, I don't regret much, but life might have been different. So for others, everybody in my sphere, everybody has to be successful. Everybody has to be hitting at their best. And in order for that to happen, I got to be the best for everybody.
1: You know, I don't mean to continue to drag the conversation. Uh, on, this ain't dragging, bro. OK,
2: good. Uh, thinking of about it. Got you- all day. I do too.
3: Hey, ain't nobody messing with me yet. Ain't nobody messing with me yet. And I still got some some light from my phone. So we good. <laughs> All right.
1: So you 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 said, Shane, be the man that you needed. You know, and my father wasn't around, as you know. Um, he came into my life after I left college. That's where we started to build a relationship. I realized he's giving me now what I need now. As a man. although he wasn't there in the beginning and at that point I said to myself I will not be who he was then that battle and addiction he couldn't give me what I needed at that point however now he gives me exactly what I need he's there for me to be that shoulder to talk hey I just need you to listen let me bounce this off you and it's just me and him talking you know uh, he Is there for my kids and he's an outlet for them which is what I need you know I need a co-pilot in in my wife and I need a co-pilot that you know hey they didn't come to me they didn't come to you but you know who they went to they went to their granddad Mm -hmm. and that's pretty dope you know so um, we have expectations as people when we think we should get things and how things should go But Mm -hmm. you said it yourself. You want to make God laugh. Tell him your plan. Tell him your plan. That's for sure. You want to make him laugh. Tell him your plan. Right? So I realized that according to God's will, I will get the things that I need. I just have to be willing to close my mouth, sit still, sit down somewhere, as the the old folks would say. Mm -hmm. Sit down somewhere and just pay attention to the world around me and what's unfolding. man this is such a good conversation we have to continue this conversation we have to have it with more men i think there is a huge need in building up our community our communities um and that's regardless of race color creed conversations like this help people to be better period yeah let's do this let's close out so for our audience, if it's your first time joining us, we always close out with a quote. Uh, if You've been rocking with us for a while. You know how we get down and we appreciate you. The quote that I came across says, it is easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. Mm. It's easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. That quote is so relevant to our conversation today. Uh, But more importantly, I hope it plants the seed in your mind to be a person of consequence, not just a man, but be a person of consequence. Be the ideal person that you need for your kids, for your family, and for your community. And as always, we appreciate you rocking with us. If you haven't already, go like, share, subscribe to the show. Uh, We got the YouTube page that we're building. Uh, Go ahead, leave us a comment. If it's negative, keep it to yourself. We don't want to hear that. No, I'm just kidding. Other than that, man, go live life on purpose. We out.